podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You can't win anything with kids. I will love it if we beat them. Love it. How much are the players looking forward to Arsene Wenger arriving? <laughs> And welcome to another episode of the Phoenix Five. On this week's episode, we will be debating deadly duos. Oh, that's a nice bit of skill. And Quinn for Klinsman. Two defenders is Sheringham. Oh, what a goal! Barnes, rush, Barnes. Still John Barnes. Collymore closing in. Modern football now is all about having a team that is tactically fluid. A false nine, split strikers or no natural striker at all. And today, we're going to reminisce and debate. We have decided for this week's episode to focus more on partnerships in the Premiership. Colin Beardsley, Shearer and Sutton, Phillips and Quinn, Kitson and Hartson, some of the best partnerships the Premier League have ever seen. So let me start, everyone. So let me give you some stats. I'm going to start with Cole and Beardsley for Newcastle. In the 93-94 season, they scored an incredible 55 goals. Uh, Then you have Shearer and Sutton for Blackburn in the title-winning season, who racked up 49 goals. Then you have Alan Shearer again and Les Ferdinand at Newcastle. Again, 49 goals. Phillips and Quinn, 44 goals at Sunderland. Then you had Robbie Fowler and Stan Collymore with 42 goals. And then my favourite, Dwight York and Andy Cole. Well, well left by York, fed by Cole. Back to Andy Cole from Dwight York. Fantastic! Holland, you heard about the, the great strike partnerships. Who would you say is your dream duo or the best team that you, you saw, the best strike force you saw? Uh, well, being an Arsenal fan, Robbie Fowler used to absolutely hammer us every time he played hat-tricks galore. So, as much as I hate him, I can't help but admire him and Colin Moore. So, if I, I, uh, it's so hard because you've got York and Cole. Uh, you've got loads of them. But for me, the most exciting to watch, I would say, is Fowler and Colin Moore. Do I think they're the best of the 90s? No, I think the best of the 90s is York and Cole. Purely for... Uh, for what they achieved, you know what I mean? You can't, you can't take away that treble. Uh, um, yeah, for me, they were really most exciting, but for the best, I feel the best strike partnership uh, of the nineties is York and Cole. And yeah, that's, uh, that's me. I'm quite surprised that you've gone with York and Cole, to be honest. I, I would never have thought that, but let's go over to Miller. What would you say is, is the, the dream duo? Uh, for me, it would have, or is, Shearer and Ferdinand. I know they only played the one season together, but it's a shame for the Premier League that they never actually spent more time together because they contributed to each other's skill sets. They just bounced off each other. And it's a shame they never got the same playing time for England. Do you think if they stayed together at Newcastle, Newcastle would have won a league? 100%. That's why I think it's a shame for the Premier League that they never stayed. And he thought, up, I'm the main man here, now you brought somebody in. Yeah, I'm with Adam on this, I'm afraid. Um, I will definitely go with Shearer and Ferdinand. They were my best uh, partnership. Um, like Adam said as well, it was only for one season. Uh, in that season, they scored uh, together, I think it was 49 goals. Is it 40, 49 goals? Yes, 49 um, goals in that yeah. season. Yeah. yeah, one season, 49 Lee, goals. Lee, Lee, yeah. when you're shouting out numbers like that, make sure you ring Ryan Greenman, yeah? Yeah, well, he'll be, <laughs> hopefully he'll be listening, so he'll, he'll pick us up on it if we're wrong. Um, and going back to what Dave said as well, with Fowler Collymore, 
I kind of like Owen with Fowler. I mean, yeah, as I said, we mentioned some of the intro in terms of great partnerships, but there's many that won't have been mentioned there. So, Graham, what, what are you going with? Yeah, um, you all make some good points there, lads. Um, there's some great strike partnerships I think you've all mentioned. Um, the, weird, the weird one is that, you know, Colin Moore and Fowler, I, I literally forgot about them for, for a bit. Um, it sounds weird, but the reason I forgot about them because I personally, I thought they were good as individuals. Um, as strike partnerships, you've got the likes of Cole and York, um, as Colin said. Which, to me, they were uh, telepathic. They were literally telepathic. They knew where, they knew where each other was. Um, Quinn and Phillips, they were very old school. You know, very old school. Pump up to the big man, knock it down. Phillips runs on and bangs it in. Um, but instead of going around the houses, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with what Holland said. I'm gonna go Cole and York. They just look like they were made for each other personally. As and as Lee said, there's lots of others you can mention. Sharon them and Klinsman, very exciting. Um he came over from Bayern Munich. We all knew about him, we knew what he was what he was capable of. So um for them for the moment, Cole and York for me, just because as well. We watch a lot of them. Colin York, at the moment for me, yeah, they're, they're top it for me at the moment. You, you mentioned oh. Phillips there, which is an interesting point. I'll give you my ones in a second. But um, So Kevin Phillips is the last English player to win the European Golden Shoe. Um, you know, Ed, Harry Kane never won it, Wayne Rooney, Shearer. Kevin Phillips is the last English player to win that, which is incredible when you think of all the great English strikers since. My pick is York and Cole, purely because, obviously, you know, not just I'm a Man United fan, because I think if we was going into the 2000s, I think Burkham and Omri... No, I think if we're going to the 2000s, Burkham, Omri, Ronaldo, Tevez, I think there's a lot of partnerships in the 2000s. It was the later 2000s we started seeing the demise of the strike partnerships. I mean, the goals they scored, there was a signature move that they had as a strike partnership. I don't think anyone had... When you have the big man, small man, you've got the big man knocks it down, the small man finishes it. With York and Cole against Bromby, Barcelona, I think Aston Villa, that, that ball from the right on the ground where York or Cole would leave it, so it would be a, a dummy for the other striker to go on to and finish the goal. Anywhere yeah, close. Yeah, a great understanding, I would say. I would agree. Yeah. You know, I am surprised that no one's mentioned Cole and Beardsley a bit more. Let's let's have a mention for I mean Quinn and Phillips. I mean, who remembers their goals for their for Sunderland? How good they were. Yeah, well Phillips Phillips scored thirty of them, didn't he? Yeah. He was he was a machine. So, you know, you're you're putting them two together. Don't get me wrong, and R. Quinn was was good at what he'd done, but he's taken a lot of credit for that duo when a lot when a lot of that work was was Phillips. I don't know if you boys agree. No, I, I agree. No, I I don't. I don't I think uh, Quinn done a lot of the donkey work. I think Quinn done a lot of the donkey work, he done a lot of the hold up play. He was very, more more aggressive, and he'd flick it on for Phillips. If you watch, if you watch the pair of them, Phillips obviously, you know, he's got to score the goals. He's got to take a lot of credit. He's got to put that in the back of the net. But he runs onto a lot of moves made by uh, Niall Quinn. That's what I said. It's very old school. Very reminds me of Wimbledon a bit. But there again, Wimbledon had two big men up front, didn't they? Do you remember they had Holdsworth and uh, Akuku and Marcus Gale? So they had two big men up front knocking it down. But uh, they both got to take credit. I think uh, both as good as I know. Phillips got the thirty odd goals, but. Without him, I don't think we would have got half of them without Quinn. That's it. Eight England caps, uh, Kevin Phillips. Eight England Hall caps. Got a lot of goals in the early 90s. So, who? Kevin Holden. Phillips get 30 goals. Ain't bad for a right back. When, that's he, when he come into Premiership football, he was a right back to begin with. So he ain't done bad there, Kevin Phillips, has he? Yeah, boys, boys, I've got one for you. Like, and it, uh, it come off the internet, so it could be wrong. Uh, and when QBR's name's mentioned, it probably is. Um, <laughs> In 1992, the deadliest duo, this is, uh, you know, I didn't get us on Wikipedia, so hopefully it's true. But the, the deadliest duo in 1992 season when the Premier League started was Les Ferdinand and Bradley Allen with 30 goals. 
20 for old Sir Les and Bradley Allen nicked nick 10. And uh, according to the Deadly Duos, they were number one in 92, 93 season, beginning of the Premiership. Well, wow. they're a bit, them, them two are a bit like uh, Quinn and Phillips, big man, little man. When that, when that came up, I thought that's got to be moody. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm sure I'm sure someone's going to come on and tell me it is. I hope so. Well, they, they okay. finished top London club that year, so it's probably some truth in it. They were third keeping up. No, fourth, I think, after Sheffield Wednesday. I think so. I've never needed glasses, but I thought I needed them when I saw it. So Shearer and Sutton, I'm surprised Harper being a, a closet Blackburn fan back in the day, <laughs> you didn't go for Shearer and, Shearer and Sutton, the, the, well, the first SOS. Well, obviously Shearer, he, I've picked him and Ferdinand. Um, Shearer, obviously, for me, he is the he's the ultimate striker in the Premier League. Um, but for me, Sutton, he wasn't very good. Uh, technically, I just, I don't know. I know he scored, well, in that season... Um, I think they scored 56 goals, is it? You got 34, so yeah. So he got 15 goals, Sutton. And yeah, for me, the whole night... I know he scored He scored goals at Norwich. He scored, I think, the year before that, he scored 25 goals. Chelsea, did he? Didn't get any goals at Chelsea. Hey, Lee, Lee, when you're looking at that, right, you're saying Shearer got 34 goals. Uh, something popped up when I looked at that, and he got 13 assists as well. And Sutton's got 15 goals, Shearer. So Shearer scored 34 goals and got 15 assists, uh, yeah, 13 assists that season. Do you reckon he talked up, he, might, he assisted Sutton with 13 out of his 15 goals? Well, I'm just like I said, I just don't, personally, I just don't think Sutton was that good. And But he has, he did score goals. like And like you said, the season before, obviously Blackburn bought him, he scored 25 for Norwich. But I just, yeah, I don't know what you lot think about Sutton. Even when he well, went to Chelsea, he don't get enough credit for me. Uh, Dion Dublin... Right, in like, I've looked at the goal scoring charts in about four consecutive seasons. He's in the top ten every single year, and he's playing for Coventry. And he's probably centre back for half them games. He's in my team for for the next episode with Dion Dublin up front because I looked at his goal stats. Dublin scored fourteen goals in ninety eight ninety nine for he was at Aston Villa then, and his strike partner was Julian Joachim. He also scored fourteen goals, I think. Um, so just touching on that, then, so we're going to stick with Dwight York and Andy Cole against. Alan Shearer and Les Ferdinand. But in terms of York and Cole, in terms of partnerships, telepathic, uh, they won the treble, they won the league the following season. Um, the amount that, that, you know, how many, Shearer hasn't, Shearer and Sheridan, uh, sorry, Shearer and Sutton, Cole and Beardsley, haven't got a unique move. Whereas York and Cole, as David Graham said, telepathic, the way they would dummy a ball, and it wasn't just one type of goal, it was Dwight York was great in the air as well. So the ball's coming in, in the box and, and York finishing it. Andy Cole was scruffy inside the box and would finish it. That the movement between them was so fluid and it was so telepathic, you couldn't pick up York because Cole would make a run. And then someone would dummy and someone would spin. I, I, I don't see how Shearer and, and Ferdinand are, are close, to be honest. And again, they've done it for a season. Well done, fantastic. Um, could they have won a league, as I said to Miller, if they stayed together? And Miller says yes. Go for it. Give me an argument that's going to convince me that it's not York and Cole. Uh, yeah, well, when you say it like that, the understanding, I have to agree, I suppose. Them two did have a good, great understanding, like chemistry. So, yeah, I probably will agree with it. Shearer, yeah, you're like you're saying, he's probably the best striker in it, but as a partnership, no, I'll go with York and Cole with you. Miller. Arthur, you're underestimating the relationship that Shearer and Ferdinand had together the assist that they actually gave to each other from outside the box, inside the box, on the edge of the box, their movement together. 
they was pretty much a similar striker. So they knew where they would want the ball. Shearer goes out on the wing with the ball. He's putting it straight onto Ferdinand's head. They knew exactly what they wanted. Same vice versa. The other way, if Les was on the edge of the box, he knew exactly what movement Shearer was doing because it was like looking in the mirror. Both of them were near enough identical strikers and they knew exactly what the other person was going to do. But if you're, as a defender... Just a shame. It's a shame that they never got to play together for longer. And but let's just use one season as, as a reference. Just that season. If mm. I'm saying to you now, right, Bosch, pick your, 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 your best striker partnership to go up top. Uh, it's going to win you something. Shearer and Ferdinand weren't going to win you anything. No, it's proven for the other two, obviously. It's proven. So I'm, I'm not saying you can call. I'm not saying no to them. All I'm saying is if I was to choose out of the partnerships that we had to put into an 11, I would put Shearer and Ferdinand. Holland? Well, is there yeah, no, I, I can understand what I can see what Miller's saying. I mean, they're both great strike partnerships anyway, regardless. So it is difficult. Um, I wouldn't pick Shearer and Ferdinand as great, first of all. I put them as a good partnership. I wouldn't use the words great. They never got a chance to be great, is what I'm saying. You're saying go on one season. They was great for that one season. Yeah, but Paul, if you're saying, if you're, we're saying, we all, I think we all agree, York and Cole were great. But can you, who would you have else as great? If you're saying that Shearer and Ferdinand weren't great, who, who, were, who else were? Shearer and Sutton were better. They won a league. Yeah, but oh, well, no, see, no, see, now you're going mate, against... You're going, going with the one. team. Like, like Cole and York, their service to them was better. Than yeah, well, this, is what I, this is what I was going to say, Adam. Going back to last week or never, I think David Graham brought up the attention to Bastier and Del Piero. Del Piero had world-class players in and around him. This is exactly what we're saying. Look what the Man United boys had. Look at their, look at their, their team and they got York and Cole to Newcastle. They, they kind of always went top-heavy Newcastle. They never... Their defence was always... It's like... Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. You just... No, 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 hold on. You've just proved me point. Newcastle were top-heavy. Newcastle had abundance of talent going forward. Yeah, so but if you yeah, can't go look at the talent that United had and look at the talent that Newcastle had, at that time, Newcastle was the best team in the league. Graham, come in. Come, come in. You're smiling there. Graham, come yeah, and speak I love I like it when you get slightly heated, just passionate about what you're saying. I don't need a lot of convincing. As I'm, I'm just going to keep it brief. Um, it's basically link-up play for me. Uh, exactly the same. Um, Carboning to Canio, natural. Um, York and Cole, telepathic. And uh, Quinn and Phillips, old school. Um, it just works for me. So I'm going to go with York and Cole, mate. But literally from what I've seen, York and Cole. Not Obviously, Shearer on his own. Uh, Ferdinand, Sutton, all the other guys, they're fantastic. But if you're asking to pick one, that would be who I would pick. Um, to me, they're, I used the word telepathic, and that's basically what they were. I'm a fan of link-up play, like I said earlier. Um, Carboni and Decanio weren't prolific, but to watch them play, they were natural. They just looked like they enjoyed each other's company sort of thing. Uh, Quinn and Phillips, old school, like Wimbledon, hump to the big man and knock it down. I know exactly what they were doing. But they're like, uh, players like Shearer and Ferdinand and Sutton Fowler, they're very good individually. But as partnerships, link-up play for me, it's got to be York and Cole. Um, watching them as well in the Champions League, which used to be on ITV. So used to see a lot of it then. Match of the day. Man United were winning stuff. It was York, Cole, York, Cole, York, Cole, York, Cole. So it sticks with you. And I just really enjoy watching them play. Edgy seat stuff, you know. So, yeah, I'm going to sit with uh, Cole and York, Paul, for me. I would say, and then, you know, not being difficult, but I think Quinn and Phillips were a better partnership than Ferdinand and Shearer. I think Ferdinand and Shearer and Miller said the same thing. They were, they were the same. They were the same, um, but as a partnership, 
York and Cole, I don't think you can, you can come close to. And I would pick Quinn and Phillips ahead of... You yeah, can't have Les Ferdinand like that, saying he's only good in the air. He How had... many goals did he score outside the box, mate? He had a lot more. He scored a few than outside that. the box. Did he? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. When you, you, think you go back onto Sky and watch that season back over when they show the highlights of that season. You watch their link-up play between Shearer and Ferdinand. That's what I'm saying. I think you're underestimating how good they were link-up together. Just put them two in the United team and tell me that they wouldn't have won everything that you already won with York and Cole. No, we wouldn't. We wouldn't have won the Champions League with Ferdinand in it. I think with Shearer, yeah, on his own, maybe. But not, not with Ferdinand and, and Shearer, I don't yeah, think. Yeah, no. for me, you're underestimating the partnership. Well, I just want—I just want to say something quickly. It's, it's kind of like about partnerships, but also like this striker hasn't been mentioned in a partnership. In ninety-two, ninety-three, he scored fifteen goals. In ninety-three, ninety-four, he scored twenty-three league goals. In ninety-four, ninety-five, he scored eighteen league goals. In ninety-five, ninety-six, he scored fifteen league goals. In ninety-six, ninety-seven, he scored twenty-three league goals. So that's five years on the spin there, where he's pretty much up there. Can anyone name him? Ian Wright? Correct. Ian Wright, yeah. Correct, Ian Wright. Who is his and partner? Who, Merson. Exactly. Who would you say Ian Wright's strike partner was at in order in, in, at Arsenal? Like, because, well... I, I know, I know, well, I know, obviously I know. And one of them was Kevin Campbell, which never gets mentioned. Him and Kevin, only played together one season, and they were good. Wright and Campbell, Ian Wright and Kevin Campbell, they were good. And then, then Campbell went, went and moved on. But, yeah, no, Ian Wright is a natural, natural finisher, without doubt. Um, I don't know, he, does, he, he doesn't get mentioned enough. But, yeah, no, he, was, he wasn't in a prolific, iconic... Partnership, uh, yeah, no, yeah. That's what, that's, that's, that's what I'm just trying to get at. Because, like, obviously, those five seasons there that I just named, literally, he's up in the, in the scoring charts every single season. But he didn't really have a strike partner. Like, obviously, Burkamp, when Burkamp came... Yeah. Um, John Merson Hobson. was Merson was a centre mid, and he conv- um, he converted to forward, didn't he? Merson, he started centre mid, then he then he played up front with Ian Wright for a bit, and then Burkamp come. And then, um, do you remember when? The, I don't like going into the noughties. It's been a nineties podcast, but when Burkamp had uh, Henri with him, uh, Burkamp come out with a statement saying that he missed playing with Ian Wright over Henri. I don't know if anyone remembers that. I miss my righty. I think was the headline. Yeah, I've got one for you. Then we're talk- obviously talking duos. How high up would you put? Uh, as favourite as best, the best strikers in the nineties, how high up would you put York and Cole individually? As, as a pair, yeah. As a pair, they're iconic. Yeah, they're great. But how high would they be individually? Yeah, how high would you put them? Well, you got to say that York. He scored. I think he scored for Aston Villa. Continuous seasons. He scored ninety five, ninety six. He scored seventeen league goals. Ninety six, ninety seven. He scored also scored seventeen league goals. So he's pretty good goal scorer in my. My opinion. Yeah, but whenever you see these things come up about great strikers in the Premiership, York and Cole separately up the top. They're probably in the top. They're they're never number one, are they? They're never number one. Shearer is. But but how high up would you would you would would you have then Shearer, Cole, and York two and three? Would you? I would have Shearer's one. There's no doubt on that. I think you've got Cole's got a, a fantastic argument. I think Cole is massively underrated uh, personally. I think if you look at the amount of goals he scored at United, I remember when he when he uh, first couple of seasons, he was accused of Cole always needs three chances to score. All right, that was one of the key things. Oh, Cole needs three chances. Always need, but Shearer just needs one, and Cole needs three. The point was, Man United were giving him seven a game, and he might get two. That's not a bad conversion rate. And I think that's my point, though, regarding. 
that's my point as well. The amount of chances that United made against the Newcastle team. No, I disagree. Newcastle in that in that period period, mate. They they were. I, I, if you look at Newcastle team in that period, Lee Harper said the words. They were top heavy. The reason why they never won a league is because they couldn't defend to save their lives. Going forward, they were up there with Man United in terms of ability of, of attacking play. Yeah, do you know what? This, uh, when this, this is this is this is what brings po- uh, the arsehole out in Paul. Hold on. Three of you agree that York and Cole were the best. No, no but I don't three. anymore because of you. I'm going the other <laughs> way now. I'm, I'm saying the Canio and one chop, 99 West Ham. That's my pick. You've turned me off, which is what Man United fans do. The best combination at West Ham was Kitson and Hartson. You've got no, I'm, going, I'm, going, no, no, I'm going one chop. One That's chop. Oh, all I'm saying is. <laughs> You're underestimating the the partnership in that team. No. You're saying about York and Cole in a treble winning team, a double winning team. Year after year, they was winning trophies. Yeah. Yeah, year after year. These guys are together for one season. As as me and Lee said at the beginning, if they had longevity as a partnership, Newcastle would have won something. Okay, as a combination, as a partnership, you can't Again, say like I said. Kieran and Ferdinand were better than York and Cole. And I, I it's partnership. It's not about trophy. It's just but, partnership. But they were two individuals. They scored more goals. But individually, as a partnership. They were two individuals. I wouldn't say they were a great partnership. York and Cole were a great partnership. Well, just the goals in the season, because you're saying Newcastle, were, you know, in terms of the, the team they were playing with. Yes, we had a fantastic mm-hmm. midfield. There's no argument in that. But I, I still don't see how you can't think York and Cole are, are, are undisputed number one. Uh, personally, I think, as I said, if we go into the noughties and we've gone as a, as a duration, then I think Burkham and Armory would probably probably say we're better. But I don't think if we're going noughties, I'd say Ida Good Johnson and Jimmy Floyd were better than York and Cole. If we're going noughties and we're comparing, we're, we're still in the nineties because otherwise, it's they're, they're, have a yeah, their their link up playing telepathic, as Graham was saying, was was up there with the best in the Premiership they, they've ever seen, in my opinion. I don't know. I, I, York and Cole for me, and yes, I'm biased as a Man United fan, maybe, so I can take that on the chin. But, but we're all biased because Man United was mainly on TV every week. I was being unbiased by saying York and Cole. Like, it's hard, it, it, the, saying them words out of my mouth, being an Arsenal fan, was difficult. <laughs> and then Paul's gone on this rant about Man United being great. It's vexed me now. So now I don't, I don't, I, I'm taking back my York and Cole. <laughs> All right, so you can have that as your vote, Mickey, but I'm not backing you, and that's because of you. The Newcastle scores for 96 97, like so. Fastino Aspilia was there as well, and he, he couldn't get in the team, obviously. Shearer and Ferdinand scored so many goals that, that season. But just going back to as what we were saying about the Newcastle being top heavy, like their centre backs were Philip Albert, Steve Howie, you probably had John Beresford and Warren Barton. Uh, their midfield would probably have been Lee Clark, Rob Lee, David Batty, and, and Ginola. It's a little bit different than the eight players that Man United you can name. Right? Yeah. Completely. Uh, like, that, the that's quality the, of players of yeah, service yeah. compared to the 98-99 team at United, it's different levels of service with that service. That, that, that's because they had Ryan Giggs in Man United, and we all know what we think about him. The rug. Overrated player to ever grace the Premier League. All right, what, go. I'm going to say, I'm gonna say don't something. Right? Don't even edit that out. Put it in. This is this is to all this is 
to you, Adam. This is at you, right? So, you know the 98-99 Man United team, yeah? Yeah. Do you think they would have won the treble instead of Yuk and Cole had Shearer and Ferdinand up there? Yeah. Because you had the other two as well. You 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 substitute Yuk and Cole out of there and put Shearer and Sheridan in there. What do you, with, uh, the, other, with, the two days, what do you think? Oh, and and Ferdinand and Oli. Those four strikers, for me, are better than your Cole in that foursome. Individually, yes. Not, not, not combined, no. Dave Graham, what do you think? What I just said there, if you had Sharon um, sorry, Shearer and Ferdinand in that 98-99 treble winning Man United team, instead of York and Cole, do you think they would have still won the treble? I think it's, uh, I think it's a huge possibility that they, they would have done. Um, I can't see any reason why they wouldn't have done. Um, I would still say that Cole and York are better together, but obviously Ferdinand... Sorry, did you say Ferdinand or Sheringham? Yeah, Ferd, no, Ferdinand, Ferdinand and Shearer. Sheringham would have been there. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, Ferdinand and Shearer. Yeah, without shallow doubt, they could have done, but it's an if, but, and when, isn't it? So, possibly. All right, so let's have a, have, a, have a quick vote then, and then we'll try and narrow it down. Holland is going to swing on you because I'm York and Cole. Graham? York and Cole. Yeah, stick him. Harper? Um, yeah, I'm going to... It's a hard one. I, I'll, I'll probably go with York and Cole, unfortunately. Miller, I'm sticking. Holland, sticking. Shearer and Ferdinand. Okay, because so this... you, 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 you've turned the, the first two episodes. You've been this, this, this hostess with the mostess and all this. Oh, talking like Boris Johnson, <laughs> and uh, and now you've turned into a Man United fan, and like, and it's it's turned me the other way. I'm sorry. Okay, so this week York and Cole, I think we've all proven we're the most deadliest duo to grace the Premier League in the '90s. So taking it, taking it back to slightly different now, if we were to say you could name any strike partnership in the 90s, anyone we've mentioned or haven't mentioned in the Premier League era, who would be the two that you would put together that you think would have the best partnership? Uh, we'll start with uh, Graham. Yeah, before, um, before we get on to that, um, I just want to come, come to, on to a point that Lee Arpar, he mentioned earlier about Chris Sutton. What Did you say he was, did you say he was I'm not misquoting you, did you say he was crap or he was not very good? <laughs> Yeah. No, no. Well, I just said, uh, I, yeah, overrated. I think. Uh, overrated. Okay. I overrated. Yeah, technically, I don't think he's a great striker. I don't think he's. I just want to. I just want to create something here. Um, I want to bring Holland in on this as well. Um, Dave, would you say Henrik Larsson was world class? Yes. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The reason I asked because obviously you you got a soft spot for Celtic. Um, when I was doing a little bit of research the other day, I didn't realise that. Sutton and Larson, when they played together, they scored 241 goals together in four seasons. Now, that's a lot of goals. I know it's the SPL. We'll get into that another time. But there was a quote from Larson saying that Chris Sutton was the best player we ever played with. Now, remember, he played with, up front with Ronaldinho. Henry Larson's quoted Sutton was his best ever strike partner he played with. And I've just mentioned Ronaldinho, Rooney and Zlatan. Yeah, yeah, Graham, Graham, can we stop you there two seconds, right? Go on. We, we, we all love Miller, yeah? And we tell everyone he was a great player. So it's more of a friend thing than an actual fact. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's, the quote's a fact. I haven't just made it, a, the quote's a fact. I think Eric Larson must have been drinking that Buckfast up there too much, bruv. Yeah, possibly. Can we officially say Eric Larson's a liar then? Is that what we're saying? <laughs> Harper is. <laughs> I'm just quoting what he's saying. I'm quoting what he's saying. So is he either talking bullshit? Yeah, he's talking about 240 goals in the SPL. <laughs> like Gaza got 30, I think, didn't he? 
Is that official? Eric Larson's a liar if he's listening to this pod. <laughs> well, he's not lying. That's his opinion. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, but he's, he's, he's yeah, of course, opinion. but he's played with those players. I'm just, I just wanted to bring it out there because Lee made a comment about Sutton not being very good, and I wanted to bring Holland in it because he was a Celtic. He's a, he's a Celtic boy as well. So I just wanted your thoughts on it. That was all from what he was saying. It's Larson. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, know, I, know, I, I, I think Larson was a great striker. There's no doubt about it. But he's he's pulling someone's leg when he's coming out with that. He wasted a lot of his time in Celtic. He should have, he should have gone somewhere else earlier. I think. Well, he was really good at United. Himself. He was good at Barca when he and that was when he was in his end of his career. Yeah, no, no. I'm, I'm not. I'm not I, I love Larson. He was great at United. He was great at Barca. But I think if he left five years prior, I think he would have he would have been even more of a legend. Well, he had it easy up there, didn't he? He was scoring goals, winning trophies, winning. He's, he, he's, he's absolutely loved up there. Absolutely yeah, loved. Yeah. And you can't and you can't buy that. You know what I mean? I know, like everyone goes on about the Scottish league and stuff like that. But you know what? Just, just to be cheerers, loved by. Yeah, Leeds are slating it. It's like wasn't it Haitley and McCoy? Didn't they score seventy eight goals in one season? But because it's the SPL, it don't matter. Well, the SBL in the 90s, to come back to that, we, we will do something on this, but in the SBL in the 90s, wasn't a bad league as it is now. So, yeah, oh, no, 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 no. But let's go, going back to the points we just made. So, a dream uh, strike partnership in the, in the 90s. Uh, Graham, give me your two combined. Who, who are you going with? Um, top of my head, Florian Radachoyu and Marco <laughs> Bugas. <laughs> I'll come back to you. Have a little think. Harper, who are you going with? Well, I'm going to go with Alan Shearer and Dwight York. <laughs> Miller? I'm going completely off it. I'm going Shearer and Zola. Nice. 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 Holland? Yeah. Uh, I'm going Alan Shearer and Robbie Fowler. I think Fowler was just a, was a goal machine. I don't care. He was. I'm sorry, he was. So I'm going for, uh, as much as he, he used to hammer Arsenal, it's, it's facts. So I'm, I would go with Shearer. Not that they would play like, like link well, I don't care about that. But I do that. They're just, just two strikers. I'm going for Shearer Fowler. Yeah, that's what oh. I kind of went. I kind of went for a partnership with York and Shearer. I've, I've gone, my two are York and Shearer. I felt together they would have just been fantastic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, I wasn't going to go York How and Cole. you two have called the same? Because York and Cole are the best. We all know that. We've agreed on that. But you can't leave Shearer out. So I would actually go with a front three if I had to. And I'll choose Shearer, Per Cole and York. But I can't do that. <laughs> so, Graham, can you pick, pick two? Yeah, I'm going to go with um, Shearer and the Iceman, Burkamp. Oh, oh nice. Okay. Now, sticking with strike partnership, there are a lot outside the Premier League of the best... Uh, strikers like Puskets and Di Stefano, Viali and Mancini, to name a few. <laughs> they were tapped before our time. Who's laughing? Who, what's, who's laughing? Well, what's funny? Just them two players. Like, well, he dug them out of somewhere. Where did he get them two? Viali was all right. It was the first two. Yeah, Real Madrid. <laughs> Di Stefano yeah, from Real Madrid. Di Stefano. <laughs> right, I'm going to read it again. Now, stick with strike partnerships. There are lots outside the Premier League. Some of the best, like Puskets and Di Stefano, Viali and Mancini, to name a few. But they were just a tad before our time. But we can remember Shevchenko and Rebrov. The deadly duo managed over 200 goals. They won the league every year they teamed together. Even managed to get to the quarterfinals and the semifinals in the Champions League. And I know we're not going much into international partnerships, but honourable mention must go to Ivan Zamorano and Marcello Salas. In 97, they moved up to 16th from the FIFA ranks, jumping 31 places in just three years under their partnerships. So, um, you know, there's obviously loads of European partnerships, as, as I said earlier on. I mentioned Red Brothers Shevchenko uh, because I know together they were just unstoppable. Uh, 
Salas and Zamorano, no one got them as a pair in a club level, but internationally they were just phenomenal. And I watched recently, and we could put this on the Instagram, was the goal against England in 98, which is just amazing. And Man United were linked with him, but we, we just we couldn't get the deal over the line. I think he would have been fantastic in the Premier League. Any any honourable mentions from anyone else? Well, Yeah, I've got one. I've got one. Um, it, was, it was only for a season. It was basically changing of the guard. It, do you, everyone, anyone remember Ruru? Oh? Ruru. The partnership of Ruru. Well, no, serious? CBBs or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I was going in the 90s, but no. Um, Romario and Ronaldo. I've done a bit of work. Look this up. Apparently, in 1997, they played 16 games together. They had played in a couple of tournaments, apparently. And Brazil scored 52 goals in those 16 games. And Romario and Ronaldo together, link up play, scored 31 of them. In 16 games? 16 go- in 16 games. That's crazy. It was like, apparently it was like passing the torch. Romario was stepping aside. The, the, the R9 came on, the new kid on the block. And they scored 31 goals in 16 games just where between was, them. Per. Where was they at club level at that time? Do you know, Dave? Oh, I don't know. I'm get, was it 97? So I'm. Yeah, he would have been at PSV or he would have left PSV by then. I'm getting 97, Barca. I'm guessing. It's got to be, it's got to be PSV Miller, isn't it? And then mm. uh, Romario, he, he must have left Barca by then. So he must have gone back to Brazil. I'm guessing Flamengo or somewhere. But yeah, I've just I've put a little stat out there for you. That's good. Stat. Not good the greatest of all time, but goal race. Yeah, that's mad. Well, I think he was at Barcelona R9. Possibly. Yeah, yeah. possibly. In that season, 96 97, he scored 34 goals in 37 appearances. Is that. Ronaldo. Ronaldo, yeah. Ronaldo. Yeah, yeah. In, that, in that year. And in 90, uh, the same season, Romario, he was um, he was at Valencia. Oh, okay. And he scored five goals in 11 appearances. Then he went on loan mm. to Flamengo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Anyone else got any other stats? I've got another one, Paul, if you don't mind. Um, you mentioned... Uh, you mentioned, I think, might involve the rest of the guys here. Um, you mentioned Rebrov and Shevchenko. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go back. Just bear with me to the Larson and Sutton thing. Can anyone here um, tell me? So, without googling, any teams apart from Shakhtar Donetsk and Dynamo Kiev in the Ukrainian league? Can any of you name them off the top of your head? No. Okay. Would you say it was a, a top-level league? Good league? No. No. Seriously. Okay. Right. Now, Shevchenko and Rebrov in seven years scored 200 goals in that league. Shit league, let's be fair. And Larson and Sutton scored 241 in four years in, I think we've all laughed at it, shit league. Do you see where I'm going with this? But yeah. that Larson and Sutton didn't really have the chance to play in Europe because of that stupid wanky rule that Celtic have to have a qualifying game to get into Europe, which is totally unfair because of the seeding thing. What I'm tr- basically, what I'm trying to say is they weren't overrated because they played at a high level in Champions League. But the Larson and Sutton thing, I quite think they're underrated, to be honest, guys. I really do. Yeah, but all right. Going you back what I'm saying about the levels of leagues. Yeah, we're going back to the levels, what you were just saying then, David. Yeah. Like, you're saying that Paul read out a stat that Dynamo Kiev got to the quarters and semi-finals of the Champions League. Celtic yeah. couldn't even get out of the group stages or whenever they, they couldn't even make it. So that's the, that's the level of how, how, how I look at it. Yeah, but 200 goals in the Ukrainian league. It's a shit, yeah, poor league. Yeah, but yeah, but still, they they they've proven in European level. Where Celtic, they they've never proved it in European level. So even yeah, though you're saying they scored 240 goals and they scored 200, however, but they got to the semi-finals of the Champions League. No, yeah. no, yeah, I know what you're saying. No, you say that, Lee. 
when Jose Mourinho at Porto, when he won the UEFA Cup, they beat Celtic in the final, no? True. Very true. Yeah. Would that won a Champions League, though? That was in Seville. No, well, no, well. It's, yeah, it's still a major European. It's still a major yeah, European. Man United win that now, and they're happy with that. So it's got to be, you know what I mean? Well, look, we're so would Arsenal, let's be fair. Arsenal are happy to win a game. Let's get that right. <laughs> so I feel like we're clutching like that because obviously that that's not the best European. It is still a European Cup, but like Fulham got to. Well, the well, they, yeah, well, Red, yeah, well, yeah, Fulham did. Yeah, Redbrov and Shevchenko both came to the Premier League and were duff. Let's get that correct. Yeah, but do you not see yeah. the point I'm trying to make about the quality of the league? I know what Lee's saying. He's hundred percent right. Of course, they've done it at a high level in the Champions League. But the, got to remember in the group stages of the Champions League, teams like Bromby, Bromby, sorry, and teams you never heard of from the Romanian league. We had one here, the other bit, Carabag. I mean, come on, guys. I mean, I know it's the Champions League, but the group, some of the games in the group stages, there's better yeah, teams, in the, qualify, better teams in the Championship. Yeah, but them teams still have to qualify. They don't just get straight in. Of course they do, but they're not They're not good quality, are they? Come on. No, 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 no I agree. Not I to agree. the knockout stages. The knockout stages. I'm going on their 200 goals in the Ukrainian League. Yeah, but so okay. they can never qualify, and they still play those teams. They, they, they lose like I think it's unfair that they have to play like a playoff game to get into Champions League. Celtic have to play three qualifying yeah. rounds to get to, just to get order. Yeah, but so do all the other teams, like like who who you said, Karabag, Ferrakafenis, um, all those other, like like you said, Hungarian teams, Croatian teams, they've all got to play three games as well. Okay, so Graham, okay. No, no, it's fine. Between you two, so Rebrov Shevchenko... <laughs> Or Larson and Sutton. Have you got a choice, Graham? What are you going with? Well, based on a ch- I'm doing it in the Champions League, I'll have to go with the Red Bull. No, no, and, on your, um, not for, forget the Champions League. On your opinion, is who are you going with? Um, Red Bull and Shevchenko because of, of the knockout stage of the Champions League. I have to. <laughs> Even though they played in a pants league in, in Ukraine, then they scored 200 goals. It was also good. At, no one can name any other teams. The, the league up with that good. So it's uh, quiz time now. So it's going to be Miller versus Graham. And we played the game last week. Very simple. I'm going to name you a, a club, tell you how many managers they had in the 90s, and you've got a bit competing to see how many you think you can get right. So the first one, I'm going to go to Graham. So the first club I'm naming Graham is going to be Leeds United. And they only had three managers in the 90s. How many can you name? Um, three, I think. All three? I think. Whoa! I think. I think. Miller, there's no bid in this one because he's gone for the maximum. So, Graham, name your three. Um, Howard Wilkinson. Correct. George Graham. Correct. Um, and uh, um, David O'Leary. Correct. Three out of three. <laughs> Southampton. They had five managers in this period. How many do you think you can name from the 90s? He didn't, re- he didn't research them, was did you, Rads? <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> Um, I'm going to go two. I can only think of two myself, mate. Okay, so Miller, is this your call? You go with two. Can I hear you two, please? Alan Ball. Correct. Gordon Strachan. Incorrect. Graham, can you name a second one to take the points? Ian Bramford. Ian Bramford. Well done, Graham. So it's two nil to yourself. Last so can you name now. the others for us? Oh, yep. Yeah. <clears throat> the other managers were Dave Merrington, Graham Souness, and Dave Jones. Uh, oh, yeah. Jones. forgot about Souness. Yeah. Yeah, how about the two, the two professional footballers here both been smoked in the quids two weeks on the spin? 
behave okay so david graham two nil to you too so busy playing not watching so this is just for a bit of fun now so i'm going to go to you graham uh, to give me this one so blackburn had five managers in the 90s Ooh. how many can you name George, i'll tell you what last week when lee was doing it i mean i couldn't think it's hard, i was thinking it? About, I yeah on the spot i can't um blimey i can only think of two Oh, God. You can let him do his two, throw it over to him and get a point if he gets it wrong. I reckon I've got two as well, but I reckon that'd be the same. Okay, Graham, name your two. Dalgleish and Harford. Dalgleish and Harford is correct. Well done. The other manager for Bratburn was Tony Parks, Roy Hodgson and Brian King. Hodgson. Well, thanks, lads. I think we'll leave it there. I think we've uh, been on for long enough now. So... For next week's episode, we're going to be focusing on the most underrated 11 to play in the Premier League. We would love to hear from you. So if you could follow us on our Instagram page at The Phoenix 5 Show, that's The Phoenix 5, that's F-I-V-E. If any one-on-one questions or anything that you would like to ask us, then please email us at thephoenix5show at gmail.com. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next week. Podcast Network.